Hello and welcome to the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. This podcast is designed to empower you with the knowledge to live a healthy and happy life. My ethos is sustainability and my aim is to leave you better than I found you. I am a complete foodie, lover of all animals, recovering perfectionist, with a passion to help many achieve a life of health and well-being. I hope you take a lot from this podcast and thank you so much for tuning in. Hello and welcome to episode number three of the Nutrition with Rebecca podcast. You're joined by me, your host Rebecca, and of course my sidekick Edith. Now remember, I introduce Edith because if the postman is to arrive or if I'm going to get a delivery, she will make herself very known and you might hear her in the background. I hope everybody is okay and having a fabulous week. So today I want to talk about perhaps why your previous diets have failed and how we can broaden your knowledge in essence to help you see what health actually is. So diet culture, one of my most favorite things to talk about. Throughout all of the years and all of these different methods, you've been perhaps told to count your calories, count your sins, count your points, count how many shakes you're eating throughout the day, how many meals you're having. And your only metric of success has been the scale weight. I like to call this the numbers game. In essence, you're tracking how much you're eating and you're weighing yourself. Therefore, you're correlating the two. It's a very narrow-minded approach. Because outside of just what you're eating, outside of your scale weight, there are so many other things and this awesome thing called life. There are going to be times when you cannot track your calories, when you cannot count your sins, when you cannot count your points. And not only that, your scale weight is literally out of your control. You cannot control that number on the scales. So what happens when you cannot track your calories, X, Y, Z? You go off track, right? You fall into yo-yo dieting. Oh, today I'm on track because I can count my sins. Tomorrow I'm off track because I'm going out with my friends and I cannot count the sins on the menu. What does that lead to further? High levels of dichotomous thinking, all or nothing approaches, yo-yo dieting. And then say if you've been good all week, you step on the scales and you're validating your success based on a number. But then if you feel you've been bad, you still step on the scales And then you start to rip yourself apart. You start to feel guilty. You start to feel shame towards your behaviours. And then what do you do? Probably overeat or over-restrict and fall again into that yo-yo dieting. So diet culture leads people down this ideology of perfection, that you need to be perfect all the time with your nutrition and that your whole success is based on how much you weigh. And if you can't do it perfectly, then there's no point in doing it at all. Now, interestingly, probably when you haven't done it perfectly, you felt a bit of shame towards yourself. And shame is the birthplace of perfectionism. You'll be constantly thinking about maybe what people are thinking of me. People are judging me. And perfectionism kills curiosity. And with that, 
we start to assume personal defects towards ourselves, that we're constantly falling short, that we cannot be successful. And this perfectionism that has been fed through diet culture is a self-destructive and addictive belief system that fuels one primary thought. If I look perfect, live perfect, work perfectly and do everything perfectly, I can avoid or minimise the painful feelings of shame, judgment or blame. It's not self-improvement, it's trying to achieve approval and acceptance. And that is hampering your success. The very narrow-minded approach. So I'm going to help broaden your horizon now and help you see that health is a multifaceted puzzle. It is so much more than just what you eat and how much you weigh. And when you start to broaden your knowledge, when you start to grow your mindset to other areas of your health, you start to feel freer from these beliefs in which you've once held before. And actually, you start to enjoy the process and you get greater return on your efforts and therefore more sustainable results. So now we've debunked the very weight-centric, numbered-centric approach in which diet culture and these groups have led you down. What is health and this multifaceted puzzle? Regular exercise, increasing your protein intake, decreasing your alcohol intake, eating nutrient-dense foods for the vast majority of the time, managing your stress, psychological flexibility, building emotional awareness, building self-awareness, low levels of dichotomous thinking. So you're not constantly feeling like you're on track, off track. Instead, what you're able to do is hold multiple truths to all of your values. And what I mean by that is being able to go out with your friends, being social, knowing that you can still live in alignment to your health value and you can still live in alignment to, say, your connection value. And something I see too frequently and something I fell into massively with the diet culture approach and the numbered centric approach was that I value my health and I'm sure you value your health listening to this, right? But when you're going out, it's like health, I'm just going to not do you right now. So I'm not going to live in alignment to you. I'm going to live in alignment to my connection, my socializing value, and I'm going to go all out. But then you wake up in the morning and you're so preoccupied with the thoughts around what you did that evening before You're trying to undo perhaps the burger and chips that you ate and you're feeling a lot of guilt towards the amount of alcohol you ate. And that is high levels of dichotomous thinking, isn't it? And the shame towards yourself, that's not going to help you long term. So what do I mean by being able to hold multiple truths to all of your values? It's about going out and making an informed decision based on how you want to feel. Being mindful with your behaviours towards nutrition but looking at the things you're doing outside of that, which look at the health-centric approach I am currently talking about. So when you consider your week as a whole, right? Say you've been out six days and done your walk. You have increased your protein intake, therefore 21 meals over the course of the week. For say 18, 19 of them, you've been having protein with them to help with satiety, to help with your fullness, to help with the thermic effect of feeding and your body getting the amount of macronutrients that it needs. You've decreased your alcohol intake. You've focused on nutrient-dense foods for the vast majority of the time. You've taken care of yourself. You've maybe implemented a morning routine, just five minutes. You've built self-awareness. You're managing your emotions. You're perhaps doing some journaling. You're perhaps working on some gratitude. 
So the psychological flexibility and the lower levels of dichotomous thinking help you reflect on the week and say, actually, do you know what? For the whole week, I've done great here. So what is this one meal out going to do in the course of the week? Actually, it's going to help me live in alignment to all of my values. My health has been well and truly taken care of this week. Now I'm going to sit out with my girlfriends, my boyfriends, my partners, my friends, my family, whoever. And I'm going to be very present. I'm going to perhaps practice some box breathing if I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed about the situation. And then I'm going to engage in conversation outside of food. I'm going to engage in conversation around how their day has been. I'm going to catch up with them. I'm going to be very present in this moment. And then the mindful behaviours that I will practice. I will pause and I will take a and I will take a second to just think about how I want to feel, what I would enjoy off this menu. I'm not going to seek out the lowest calorie option. I'm not going to seek out what I think is going to be the best. I'm going to enjoy this meal because out of the whole week, I've really taken care of myself. I'm going to check in with myself throughout the meal. Perhaps put my knife and fork down. I'm going to really slow my eating down to make sure that I'm enjoying this food, practicing all of the senses towards my nutrition. And I'm going to be, do you know what? A little bit grateful that I'm able to come out here, privileged that I've got these people around me that support me, who are on the same wavelength as me, I hope. (laughs) And then when I finished, I'm going to remind myself that all food has a place in a well-balanced diet. And that actually no one food in its entirety is going to cause me to go off track, to gain weight. Actually, that's the narrative I held towards this situation. And the narrative I'm holding towards this situation is now extremely positive because actually my health is so much more than just calories, so much more than just my scale weight. And then you'll notice you have greater orders psychologically around the nutrition and around your choices, and you'll wake up the following morning and hopefully feel pretty empowered by the decision you made. And being mindful around your nutrition that evening before could well have looked like going out and ordering a burger, but opting for the chips and a salad on the side. But with the behaviours towards slowing your eating down to checking in with yourself, you may not have ate all the chips. Perhaps you ate the salad first. And when you look at your behaviours like that, you eat to a place of comfort. We have been taught growing up in society that you must eat everything on your plate. Then we fear not doing so. We think it's rude. And you've likely been told that people are dying of starvation. And that is absolutely true. But in this area of the world, obesity epidemic is only on the rise. And we have to appreciate that when we are going out, these meals are palatable. They are very energy dense. And if you're eating to a place of discomfort, that's not the food. That's the problem. That's a behavior towards the food. So when you work on mindful behaviors and you broaden your knowledge to a health-centric approach, you're able to make an informed decision to you. You're able to remain on track, but you just have a curve in your journey. But that curve doesn't stop you doing what's right for your health. Quite the opposite. It allows you to still do your health and still do your other values. And then you wake up the following morning, perhaps, and you go for a walk. You eat some protein. You eat some nutrient-dense foods. You manage your stress. You perhaps journal. You perhaps reflect on the evening before. Recognise what you learn. Any negatives that you came across, how can you turn them into a positive? And you continue with your journey. You continue striving towards your goals and living towards that health value.
and with a very weight-centric approach that you've perhaps followed before, there's this ideology that you perhaps finish doing your health when you meet your goal weight. I mean, I'm sure Slimming World give out gold stars, right? But when you follow a health approach, you appreciate that this is a journey you're always going to be on. Your health is with you long term. It is the only thing that you're guaranteed to have the rest of your life. And taking care of your health is so important. And when you look at it like that, you're more inclined to allow these behaviours towards going out, to being social, knowing that actually, yeah, you can do that and you can enjoy that and you can improve your health along that way in a fun and enjoyable way. Because let's be honest, nobody likes the feeling of going on track, coming off track, waking up feeling guilty, waking up feeling shame towards yourself, then over-restricting, then over-consuming out of these shame and these negative feelings. So if there's anything I want you to take away from this podcast, it is that diet culture has led you down a perfectionist route. It's led you to the all or nothing yo-yo dieting. But you can break away from that. You can broaden your horizon. Look at all the multifaceted puzzle of your health. Appreciate that it is so much more than just what you eat and how much you weigh. Your scale weight is going to change. It is going to fluctuate. And even if you look at the research, it will fluctuate by one to six pound a day. Because in essence, it's showing water fluctuations. You are 65 to 70% made of water. So measure your success on other things. How empowered do you feel to go out with your friends? Your social well-being? Your emotional awareness? How you're building on that emotional granularity and giving the emotions power to recognise them? How you're building self-awareness? How frequently you're increasing your protein? How much more exercise you're doing? Maybe last week you just got 5,000 steps in a day and this week you've done six. That's absolutely awesome. How you're opening your mind to more psychological flexibility. How you're creating more order with your nutrition and you're not so preoccupied and food focused any longer. You're not studying menus before you go out. Instead, feeling freer and happier in yourself. Now, if you struggle at all with the on-off diet culture mentality, ideology of perfection, here's one more take home the power of imperfection. Perfection gives you an excuse. If you can't do it perfectly, you're going to do nothing. Imperfect action allows you to show up and give your very best effort each and every day. It removes the excuse. It removes the all or nothing. Now, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions or if you're struggling at all with consistency and achieving your goals in a fun and enjoyable way, or if you have any questions about this, please do reach out to me. Thank you again so much for listening.